0: Good morning. And welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM Network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. And let's welcome ourselves on deck today. We are actually live today. We had some (laughs) major hiccups that weren't under our control yesterday. Shout
1: out out Optus uh, for just falling apart in the entirety of, of the nation yesterday. And we here at the Breakfast at the moment we're in we're in a temporary studio setup. Our internet is a mixture of, of mobile and a few other things and 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 yeah we we, we did not get on the air. We were, we were just very much kind of stuck. We like, like see, a lot of other people sitting, with things, but we were stuck with the show. Sitting in the studio, everything's open, <laughs> everything's ready to go and unable to connect to the internet. And we found out very quickly, uh, that it was like, oh, wait, this is a, this is an optus. This is the, this is, There's an optus issue and we're stuck. And what was really significant about the outage yesterday, it was, it was, it's been hailed as like one of the biggest telecom outages in Australian history. And the reason is because not only has the mobile network gone down, which I mean, Telstra's gone down before, like every mobile network Mm. has had some period of being down for a day or so, but it was mobile plus home internet as well mm. which is like unprecedented like no one could have ever thought that both of those things would go down at the same time leaving like whether it was Melbourne or Sydney or, or whatever or anywhere with with Optus like even home internet businesses that run a, run on Optus internet and it just left completely in the dark as was faith effect as <laughs> so, was faith hey, we're so- back. they they sorted the problem I don't know what it was but Hey, You can hear us
0: Yeah, yeah So welcome to everyone And we welcome ourselves Because we are on deck So we are really grateful Mm. That we are live streaming today to you And we hope you have a fabulous day With us together on the show And coming up on our show today With our interview We have Pastor Ken Duke Who is the Chaplain of Aged Care Uh, In our new segment We're looking at restoration from old to new And in our Bible study We're continuing on a motivation And preparation for mission And today we're looking at Whom you Mm. crucified
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: We are so excited. We are live online today. Everything is working. So we are looking to forward to an enjoyable show today together with our listeners. Take it away with our first quiz question,
1: please, Lawson. And hey, as you said, we are live today. And even though it was totally Optus' fault, we want to make it up to you. Uh, hey, shout out Optus, by the way. Uh, we are online, still using Optus. Even though, yeah, it was, their, it was their problem yesterday that kept us off the air. But we want to make it up to you today by giving, for all of today, double points for every quiz, question, answer that is correct. So, if you answer the quiz questions, you'll get double the amount of entries into the draw today to make up for not being on the air yesterday. So, here we go. Who told his mother, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Who told his mother that if you know the answer 0491-064-669. again that question was who told his mother Jesus oh wow I, I, might, uh, I might have
0: I think sh- you kind of gave pra, it away pra, pra, Producer Shell is compl- completely
1: not listening right now But I accidentally just gave away the answer to the quiz uh, And by accidentally I mean compli- like it was accidentally But I just, wow, that was really So anyway, you should
0: all get the answers yeah. now And you can hey. text it in <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, Yay, Lawson it, really, it really is a Thursday morning this morning uh, Wow, that's, <laughs> that's powerful <laughs> hey, you guys. We're just—I am just so intent on getting you guys correct answers for the draw that I'm just giving you layups here. Just—we'll mm. make go. sure
0: the next four don't get answered, though. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow! Who told his mother? Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? If you know who said that, I'm so embarrassed. 0491 064 669 four six six nine. That is the number to call. It's, it's not just Optus who are keeping people away from answering the quiz, or or ruining the quiz. It's me. It's me, guys. And so I think the lesson to learn can from happen here is that we all fall short of the glory of God, and we are all in need. <laughs> of help but again our prize for this week is none other than the Revive Cafe Cookbook Volume 8 we want to give it to you absolutely for free 0491 064 669.
0: In fact every time we've had the cookbooks by Jeremy Dixon they have been so popular Mm. like for people going in for answering the quiz and for the draw Um, and of course so yeah number 8 as we mentioned through the week earlier that uh, it is got the one that's got the most recipes for Desserts in there, healthy, yummy, beautiful mm. desserts that you will not regret in every way. Mm. So yeah, yeah, she putting her hand up. What's up, here. Yeah, I just
1: love Rachel's comment. She says, "We all know that one anyway. No biggie, loss, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it, guys. It's it's a pretty simple one." It, Again, if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And as Nunu was saying, this is a prize that you definitely want. And, as usual, comes with the promise that if we end up in your area, then, hey, like, we would love to have a meal with you cooked, you know, from recipes in this cookbook. In fact, I'm he- I'm heading down to Canberra soon and I know that a bunch of people in Canberra have won prizes and whatnot. And so if you're from Canberra and you've won a prize and you want me over to your house, well, let us know. 0491 064 669 You are all show. about food. Oh, why? why not? No, I'm all about spending time with people, getting to know the listeners
0: and having good food. And eating good
1: food. That's right. That's
0: it. Hey, this morning we're going to New North Norfolk in Tasmania. I didn't even know there was a new Norfolk there. Okay. I know of Norfolk Island. Have you ever been to Norfolk Island? I've never
1: been there, but I've heard of Norfolk it.
0: Norfolk Island is absolutely, absolutely beautiful, worth going there for a holiday. So new Norfolk is in Tasmania's third oldest settlement, and it was actually founded by the evacuees that who, who relocated from Norfolk Island. There you go. And mm. and so it's actually in the heart of the Derwent Valley in Tasmania, so in the southeastern part of Tassie mm. on the 2021 census, it had a population of just over 6,000 people. So is, it's also part of the greater part of Hobart. So mm. it actually, yeah, um, is on, on those outskirts, just that little bit. Beautiful area. Love Tassie. Really cold, but beautiful. Reminds me of the English weather, of course, when I lived in England as well, but love Tassie. Hey, we're getting heaps of texts, you know, <laughs> suddenly like, just before a show went on, literally there were like s- so many responses already about Jesus, hey, for that, that quiz quiz question. Oh, so anyway, yeah. just keep them rolling in. I've just given it <laughs> away again for anyone that didn't hear it so that we could add it on. We so are that, on
1: one this So, morning, so we are just Sweet. rolling
0: with that first one. We will not do it for the rest of them. And... Um, <laughs> I
1: hope so. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. And
0: so Sunny writes in, yes, we all fall short of the glory of God. Cheers. <laughs> love it. Love it. Great that you're listening in too, Sunny. We love your comments too. Mm. So, yeah, New Norfolk, Tassie, 87.6. If you are listening, we want to say a big hello to you. We're assuming that Optus is working down your way because they would have worked really hard on getting the whole country yeah. working mm-hmm. um, really well together. So, how hey, have got a really interesting story this morning, as in like something that we don't... T- Typically, kind of covered. It's actually about cars this morning, but it's actually good
1: oh, news, mate. You, you and
0: I thought I'll you,
1: probably hit the spot with you. The, the The era, the era of the show, the Double L team, Lyle and myself. When I was doing the <laughs> good news, man, cars, electric cars. Uh, there you go. That kind of we were we were about it. So you're just and you're we, just getting in the groove. of No, no, of what no, no, no.
0: I did. So I needed to bring a fresh start to the okay. show. Okay, no, okay? That's good. That's that good. is the thing. Let's get it right. Hey, Cheryl's on my side. This one. Thumbs up from Cheryl. Okay. We're talking cars. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen, like, I know my cousin down in South Australia is really big on restoring, you know, the mini, the minis that used to be around. They're really huge. And also, um, so that's a real big thing now that's come back in. Mm. And when we were away for the long weekend with my husband, there was a combi van show, you know, that was, was going on on the long so weekend. Cool. So they're kind of back, and you know, so I'm thinking, cool. oh, man, like I'm giving my age away here now too. You know, those sort of things were around when I was a little little kid and stuff, and I found this story that I thought was really neat. It's actually about a man, um, Malcolm. His, his name is Malcolm, and he has, catch this, he, well, no, I'll give the background so that you get the whole punchline with this. Mm-hmm. So he, he actually as a little boy, so he's 94 years old, living wow, in the okay. UK, right? So, you know obviously well and healthy to do some of what he's doing, what I'm about to share. But he, as a little boy, um, he was brought up in 1935 and his father was a, a London man who mm-hmm. actually, you know, would park his car in the home and he had a yellow, catch this, Talbot Dirac. I don't know if you've heard of them before. I had to look up. But, you know, those uh-huh. old vintage kind of cars that you kind of sure. see on the roads at times. And it was yellow, bright yellow, mm-hmm. okay? And his father would actually drive him around, you know, at times. But then World War II, he and the British government actually ordered the evacuation of children to the countrysides. And all he remembers is being driven away in a coach... um watching his dad follow in this Talbot Dirac, you know. And and that was for the story, um, his, and it sold in 1942, okay. Anyway, so he recently started wanting to get into doing, um, you know, the little model cars that you can actually make. And then he thought, oh, why don't I just look up and see if I can maybe um, look up about some of these Talbot Dirac cars, right, the, mm-hmm. the real stuff. So And he actually was um, – And and catch this, he's obviously well into computers too because he went onto his computer and he started searching the Talbot Durant cars and – would you believe it? He came across his father's own original car oh, like so all cute. these years cool. later, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And the way he actually came across it. So this is a like a real serendipity moment, right? But he actually found it because it was actually going up for auction of all things.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: he actually, so his, his sons and his family, his grandkids and that encouraged him to actually buy it. And so he did, mm-hmm. right? It cost him around about 8,000 pound or so. And so during the COVID time, um, you know, his, his, his family helped pay to get it restored really well. Mm. And it is bright yellow again. Mm. Um and so he has his own father's original car. Isn't that just so, oh, so cool? Awesome. And I just think, you know, the car's virtually almost virtually almost the same kind of age as he is, and this is just something like from childhood years gone right. He's 94. Like, mm. how incredible is that? Mm. And, yeah, so, I um, mean, the Talbot Dirac cars, for those who may not know the history with them, there was a French motor vehicle company founded in 1896 by Alexandre um, Dirac, Mm-hmm. And he sold his gladiator bicycle to make motor vehicles. Catch that! Oh, wow. And they then expanded into the UK, Spain, Italy, um, and further. But the, particularly those three countries in 1905. So I just think what a cool, this cool, cool looking story. Car. You've I, looked I, it I up. I just looked it up. Yeah. Uh,
1: in fact, I think I found the exact story. This thing and- is. Fluoro yellow. It is fluoro yellow. Seats and a big, like hood ornament. That's
0: absolutely. And the incredible thing too is that the papers have actually printed the story. Um, the picture of him as a little boy sitting on, you know, how you've got the, the, Mm. the, the step that you go into on the car, him sitting as a little boy. Um, at the driver's side On that step And sitting oh, in the same cool. spot As a 94 year old What a cool story Is That's that Like you know awesome. So they actually show that And I just thought Of the fact that Jesus <laughs> wants us Each one of us No matter what age we are No matter how young Or old we are Jesus wants us To be restored In mm-hmm. and through him He can transform us And make our lives new So he wants us To give our heart to him But anyway If you You know We would love you To text in What is your favourite Old car. Are you into restoring some of these old kind of cars like the combi vans, the minis, any of those sort of things? Do you know somebody that's doing it? What you know and just yeah, text us in on 0491-064-669. Tell us your story or your favorite old cars.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: What what great great words. I go to the rock. Jesus Mm. is our rock. He's meant to be our rock. If he's not your rock... We would love to encourage you for him to be your rock in your life. Right. The next quiz question without giving away the answer, please, Lawson.
1: Okay. Here we go. So oh. we've had
0: heaps of answers, of course, for the first one. <laughs> because I
1: yeah. Ah, uh, here you go. Who said, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text, of course. Double points this morning for Correct quiz answers. Because we weren't on yesterday, we want to hook you guys up again. Who said, art thou he that troubleth Israel? 0491 064 669. That's the number to text with Shell?
2: I think you need to say it with a little bit more frustration and anger. Okay. Okay.
1: Ugh, let me put on my voice acting. Let me sit up <laughs> in my chair. Here we go. Art thou he that troubleth Israel?
0: Yay, that's who, it.
1: Who said that? If you know the answer, zero <laughs> four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text. That Nikki. almost sounded like you're in a drama. Yeah, you
0: know, uh, right. as in a skit. You know, those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. I
1: was in. I was doing a drama <laughs> earlier this year. Actually, for Shell, Shell had lined up me to and, and another guy, uh, Joseph Chung. We did this drama where we were like, to, like survivalists in the desert, and oh. we were looking to Jesus, and he was helping us out. And we we're Monument Valley, Utah. It was actually really fun. It's like, I've never really done anything like that, but it it was super duper fun. But hey... Look, if you know the answer to this question, if you know who said that, 0491 064 669, text us, let us know. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win, amazingly, the Revived Cafe cookbook number eight, volume eight, we're giving it to you absolutely for free, a number 0491 064 669, who said, art thou he that troubleth Israel?
0: And the good news is while we we're off air, we, the three of us decided and agreed that we're not giving away just one cookbook this no. week. We have decided because of the hiccups that we've had that we had no show yesterday and the day before there were hiccups as well. Our mm-hmm. stations, we don't know why, why it got cut out, but then gradually we had some coming back on, um, but not everyone managed to come back on. So we have decided, catch this, don't miss it, We are going to give away three cookbooks this week. Three of the Revive cookbooks by Jeremy Dixon. So keep on texting as much as you can because the more times you go in the draw, you can and will be able to win. If not the first time, then the second time. If not the second time, then the third time. Text us in zero four nine one zero six four six six nine with your answers. I actually
1: vehemently disagreed with this. Oh. I said no, we cannot give <laughs> the on. listeners that much. Us. Like we just yes, we can. and and no like these We're guys all about in, good news here. These guys insisted they're like, No, we actually like our listeners and I was like, Well speak for you. So no, I'm just kidding. Hey you're listening to the Breakfast Show, get that number. 0491 We do love our and that's right, three cookbooks up for grabs. So it basically means you have a higher chance of winning and you will like just enable more and more chances to win if you answer questions correctly listening to the breakfast show this morning and so earlier this year in march on march 27th uh this is a bit of a spicy subject just just letting you know um talking particularly about school shootings and in march 27th On on March twenty seventh, there was a shooting in the U.S. As there there we covered recently a shooting that happened in a bowling alley, you know, that turned into a manhunt and whatnot. Like, unfortunately, shootings and gun violence isn't like is is regular in the U.S. Mm. You know, if if we see what's happening in the Mm. news and whatnot. But this school (laughs) shooting in the United States on March twenty seventh was like historic mm. and unique in the sense that it was the first, first school shooting or first like yet yeah, mass school shooting that was ever carried out by someone who was a biological female. Which was unprecedented. Oh, wow. I believe we talked about it here on Faith of M at the time that it happened. Uh, but this school shooting was carried out for the first time by a biological female. We've n- never seen that before up until this point. And the question was, was, well, why did it happen now? The unique aspect of this particular female is that they're actually um, male identifying. Their name is Audrey Hale. And unfortunately, in their shooting, uh, six people were killed, uh, including three nine-year-old schoolchildren and then three uh, middle-aged teachers. And it was just just an absolute tragedy, Mm. needless death. Mm. The question was, as is with every school shooting and... and tragedy that happens like this is is why right and yeah and why is it that this person did this and we find that with a lot of these shootings there is some information left behind by the shooter giving reason as to why they did what they did whether it was i think all of it is, is issues of mental health uh, but furthermore you know we've seen from shootings such as the, the elliot Rodger shooting in 2014 where he left behind a manifesto that was ultimately his frustration with like, being single and, and and his hate towards women that caused him to do this this particular shooting. Uh, if you work back, if you go, like, all the way back to Columbine, where it was, like, mm. diaries and, and home videos and whatnot mm. that were made mm. detailing, like, this is our war against the world and this is our motivation to do this. The question was, well, okay, what is the motivation for this particular person to go out and, and, and shoot up this school? And that information was sealed, mm. unlike... Uh, a a good majority of these kinds of shootings where that information is made public so that everyone can see and everyone can come to an understanding that information which was was, was- was hidden and it was sealed and and, and do we know why it was? Uh, so, the, well, the big question was, well, why? And and it led to a lot of conspiracy and it led to a lot of thoughts of of you know why is it that this is being um, this is being <laughs> hidden? Particularly because this individual was transgender, and so there was some thoughts along the lines of. Or if this information gets out, will it serve to undermine, you know, uh, transgenderism and the LGBTQ's agenda to push forward um, their ideology and belief and whatnot. But now after months and months and months, three pages of like, there's like 20 diaries and books worth of information. That's that loads. Have. But there's been three pages that have been leaked. And, and it's particularly those three pages were regarding the events leading up to the shooting and the motivations for the shooter and ultimately what can be seen is that this person was very intent on killing white people they had a very a huge a- a vendetta against white Christian people, and they wanted to show that, oh, these people – and and specifically, like, I'm not going to read what they wrote because it's actually mm. incredible. It's just full of expletives and whatnot. And you've got to
0: wonder, though, why – again, we're doing lots of why questions this yeah, morning
1: yeah.
0: – <laughs> But why? Why was he? Yeah, against so white.
1: So I, I, I want to get to that in, in in a second. Um, but this person, Audrey Hale, they were just writing in in their thing. They they essentially they had a problem with white Christian people, and the reason is because of privilege. Like this is this is what they what they were saying. It's like, oh, these white people, they're so privileged that they deserve what's coming to them, and so therefore, I'm going to take it out on. Even though, even though, by the way, this person is white, uh, but they were like, yeah, like white Christian people, the top of the heap of society. I'm a marginalized person because I'm transgender. So therefore, like, I need to exact retribution against these people. And I, and the question is, okay, well, why did they, why did they feel that way? Why did they feel as though they needed to, to take it out on white people? And I, I think it's very worrying. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, we, we now have to watch out as white people because everyone's trying to get us. Like, I, I don't think that that is necessarily the case. But at the same time, um, when a lot of, like media at the moment is peddling a particular narrative that oh white people are like man you know watching videos online and whatnot of just like the common person saying like oh yeah white people invented racism say and which is which is a a fact and a statement which is like so incorrect um and and so disregarding of history like like oh yes have white have white people participated and and proliferated racism like absolutely like i i don't want to pretend that white people haven't been privileged or or haven't caused issues or haven't been oppressive like i don't want to say that that isn't the case and i also don't want to say like watch out if you're white they're coming to get you but i think that if if media and if if there is a vibe and, and an agenda that's pushed forward to say that, mm. oh, hey, like if you're white, you've done something wrong, mm. or or white whiteness is the cause of every single problem that oppressed people face, or whatever it may be, then you end up with this inverse reaction, mm. and it, and it's very reminiscent of of World War Two and the anti-Semitism that came out of that. In fact, that was the 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 the, the the sentiment that was used to fuel a uniting of the German people in such an evil sense. Like, why did everyone listen to Hitler? And it was because Hitler and the Nazi party was like, Oh, there's someone to blame for all your problems. It's Jewish people or ethnic minorities or, or these kinds of things. Like, I, I think it's incredibly dangerous and to to proliferate a narrative that oh there is someone to blame for all your problems. Mm, mm. The, if if you keep pushing that narrative, yep. rather than saying okay, I am a person that that has these problems, that has these issues, and I I, I also I heavily believe in justice and in. in, in getting justice and and having a just society. And and when I look to places like, for example, we talk about India and the persecution of Christians in India or the persecutions of, or if you look to the dark ages and you look at the persecution of those who weren't Catholic or those who weren't Christian during that time, I think persecution of people is awful and it's a problem that we need Mm. to solve. Mm. But again, if we furthermore proliferate a narrative to say that it's this particular people group's fault Mm. that you are experiencing Mm hardship Mm -hmm. then i feel as though it is inevitable for then people who clearly have mental health Mm. issues as this shooter Mm. did to use that as an excuse then to enact exact violence Mm. towards people and Hey, let us know how you feel about this. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, I'm not sitting here and saying, "Look at how oppressed we are as white people. Oh, they're coming for us." Da 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 da. Like, no, 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 no. no. But I just want to say that, hey. The only person that we can turn to to solve our problems truly is Christ. Mm, like, absolutely. And, and it, he wants to work in our heart. and He wants to change us so that whether we're oppressed, whether we're free, whether we're slaves, no matter what state we're in, we can experience joy and peace and contentment and happiness. Mm, like, uh, that, absolutely. That is the only place we can find it, despite no matter how people treat us, us, you know, no matter where people want to come at us from. No, like we need to find our contentment in Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We now have our next question for the quiz. Who said... I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. If you know who said that, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win not one, not two, but three cookbooks. I mean, we're giving one cookbook to one person and one cookbook to another person and another cookbook to another person. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, like, look, I... I it, it just... There's there's lots to win, guys. There's lots to win. There is all upside, no downside to texting in at (laughs) 0491 064 669. And if you text in the correct answer to that number... You'll go in the draw. You'll even get double points. So there's, this is, guys, like your chances of winning are so much more astronomically high. Well, actually, not really, because we're just making up for yesterday um, for when we dropped out. But there's just, there's lots of prizes. There's lots of chances. 0491 064 669. Who said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. 0491 064 Six six nine.
0: And it's come time for us to have our interview with Pastor Ken Duke. Ken, good morning to you and welcome on the show.
2: Good morning. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, lovely to have you on the show, and I was exci- so excited to hear we have you on today. We go back a little, a fair way back, don't we, Ken? And we you, do. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you do absolutely fabulous work. So, Ken, you're now, you have been now for a number of years working in aged care. You are working as a chaplain in aged care facility at Avondale in Kurumbong. Aged, That's Avondale Adventist Aged Care Facility, it's called isn't it? And senior living. And you've also just recently been appointed as the chaplain to oversee and support other chaplains in aged care Australia wide. Um is that, mm. is that is that is that, is that the case?
2: That is the case. Fabulous.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit first about Avondale Adventist Aged Care and Senior Living, and then we're keen to know also from you, we'll ask you some questions throughout, but what led you actually to being a chaplain in aged care? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, it's interesting when you start to think about what you've been doing for the last uh, probably 12 years, uh, moving from... A chaplaincy role in at Sydney Adventist Hospital and into aged care and wondering about where God sort of put, puts you and why he puts you in those places. Mm-hmm. But what's really struck me about it all is the the connection that we make and continue to develop in relationship with our residents and with people who are associated with Adventist Senior Living.
0: Mm. So tell us a little bit about those relationships. What is it particularly that you love about that connecting um, and what kind of changes do you see happening?
2: Well, when we connect with people, it actually helps us to be able to um, develop and learn and grow together because we can talk about all sorts of things that actually matter to us rather than just sort of You know, sometimes we focus on our religious needs and we talk about things of God and um, make that the central part. But, you know, when I look at how Jesus operated, I see often how he connected with people and he found their need and met their need. And I really like that form of ministry.
0: Absolutely. And so what do you see as the greatest needs when it comes to aged care?
2: Well, i most often I think it's it's about feeling loved and being cared for
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know the the I like the text in John 13 that tells us that we will be known um, because we love each other mm. you know and and the love we share for each other that will really help others to understand that there's so much more to this faith thing than just the the focusing on God and focusing on the the uh, theology, I suppose, of all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the love and the connection we have with people actually really does make a difference.
0: Absolutely. And then through that, because God is love, God's word tells us, because God is love. And Mm. when we actually connect with people and sharing them with love, we are, you know, displaying and reflecting Jesus in every way then, aren't we?
2: Yeah. And they will see that because it's not just a strategy, that we have to, you know, we're going to care for people because they can then come to know God. Mm. If we care for people as a way of life, then they will come to know God.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, that's beautiful. And tell us when, when it comes to aged care, what do you particularly notice with those who, are, as they're getting, you know, older? Do you find that they they do tend to feel like less loved, or family members don't necessarily visit them? Like, why is this such an important aspect? Because it is. Why is it particularly mm. important um, as folk are getting older?
2: Well, I think one of the things I see is as we get older, our our friends base diminishes because our friends are passing away. And uh, if if we live to a ripe old age, then uh, there are many who are. Uh, well, we've got a few in our village who are over a hundred. Wow! Um, they don't have a lot of friends left.
0: <laughs> no, but, or prob- particularly possibly the friends too. they spend a lot. Sorry? Or possibly family too. Some of the younger ones underneath them may also be passing away too.
2: That does happen, yeah. yeah. So so the loneliness and the, the just not being able to connect with uh, in meaningful relationships around them. So as a chaplain, we, we connect or in the spiritual care team we have at Adventist Senior Living, we, we connect with that sort of stuff every day.
0: That's beautiful. So what kind of things do you do to connect people with others? Because I know when I've been down there before, one of the things I really love too is that there's actually programs on throughout the week to actually get people of the same ages and that can move around um, coming together. And those that are in, um, for instance, a nursing home and can't move around, there's things for them as well. So what kind of things do
2: do you offer as a team? Yeah, what I love about the aged care space is Often people think, you know, they go into their, their rooms and they don't get much attention and, you know, there's not a lot happening in the retirement villages. In our village, we've got a program that I call Making Music.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, we started years ago making uh, ukuleles in our men's shed. Well, it's not a men's shed. It's a hobby shed. Lovely. Everyone's welcome. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so the, the, the making of the instruments was interesting because I could – uh, I would lead that out because I've got some uh, some luthier skills and love to be able to work on different things as part of my ministry and in doing so spending time with the residents who would come into the shed and we would spend three to six months, uh, one day a week, uh, not one day, a couple of hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, working on an instrument uh, that was um, highly highly polished highly finished and good quality instrument for the purpose of that that whole purpose was just to connect with each of those residents and let them tell their story share some of what their story is about and of course have conversations about uh, faith and values and and all of those things mm. and from that the the instrument making became learning the instrument so then there would be twenty or thirty people in a room who were learning how to play an instrument of course that gives them skills and it gives them uh, space to be social and connect with each other and, and inevitably that group would then become uh, a group that would uh, go out together sometimes and, and share life together and from that so that that takes out some of that loneliness mm-hmm, mm. from that I would uh, the group would learn. And well enough to be able to play music to our residents oh. those who were in a nursing home.
0: Isn't that powerful?
2: So, so then we would be they would be adding value to residents who can't get up and can't get out. But tell you what it's amazing. it doesn't matter what age you are when you start to sing songs of the past. Even those with dementia would be mouthing the words or singing the words because they're songs that everybody knows.
0: Isn't that powerful? And it's igniting parts of the brain that have kind of become dormant because they're not moving around, or like you say, you know, with dementia and things like that. But so many areas are sparked and and bring about life, don't they? And I love what you're just mm-hmm. saying, Ken, about how you know the loneliness has been taken away by by creating this these um, connections and purpose, you know, for them to make instruments but beyond that, then blessing others through what they have created with you and with your team there in every way and connecting, you know, to, to others and bringing life back to them in many ways, you could say, hey. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah wow. And it adds even more because the families want to get involved. Mm. So we've had family members playing the bass or the, uh, some other instrument in the band you know, you have 15 or 20 instruments, uh, ukuleles playing, and then you need a few other instruments to make that sound good.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, right. So it gets the variety. And, and my, you know, research actually shows that as people get older, if they learn um, new activities or things like, you know, new songs, new music or crosswords or things, you know, new, right. new things, that, that it actually keeps the brain just uh, working so much better so it can actually prevent dementia too, can't it?
2: Mm, mm.
0: So it's actually serving, oh, sorry, go on, yep.
2: And in all of that, the connections become deeper. So all of those people that I've been mixing with in the ukulele space have, that they trust me a little bit more. So when things Mm. are not going well, Mm -hmm. then conversations happen and if there's support needed and prayer and um, connection to whatever faith they hold, because some will be of faith and some not. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. It's and, quite and valuable, the, the engagement of that.
0: Absolutely. That's really huge, isn't it? Because what you've created mm. is this trust relationship. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, the word that comes to me is belonging, isn't it? They, they, they mm. have this sense yeah. of belonging and purpose, belonging to a community and not being um, on their own and lonely. Um, and so.
2: And who, and who doesn't
0: want that? Ab- absolutely, that's right. It doesn't right.
2: matter what age we are, we look at the community, aren't we?
0: A- absolutely. And tell us, tell us, to a little bit, Ken, about um you know your connections then with family. So you know, there's there's a lot that happens with the residents there. But tell us a bit about your connections with family, and then also staff and, and how you support them as a chaplain as well.
2: Well, I have to think a little bit about it. There's so many things going on all the time. When it comes to uh, connecting with families, often it's uh, in the space of their loved one, a parent or grandparent is on their deathbed. Mm. And that's not something we like to think too much about. But as that's part of the role of a chaplain is to be present in that space and to to just be a, a spiritual or a godly presence that allows them to just sit with what's happening and to contemplate that and wonder about the meaning of life in relation to that. Mm -hmm. What's so important to me is in those spaces that the spirit of God is, is present Mm. and is engaging the, those that are suffering, you know, because suffering brings about a whole lot of emotions. Mm. We don't always know how to deal with those. So as a chaplain, the training is to be able to sit with, be okay with mm-hmm. death and dying and help the family member to be able to be present with that as much as they are able uh, and allow God to speak into that space.
0: Yeah, wow, mm. that's beautiful. And you'd be doing that so much, wouldn't you? Because, you know, funerals, you know, at, at that age, like you say, you know, they can be just so common. And so supporting family, especially through that, is a, a real privilege, don't you, Phil?
2: It's, It certainly is, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's an ongoing connection then. It doesn't just happen in that space. Often if there's support needed down the track, or there's some sort of trauma or concern, the, the phone call comes. It's like, oh, you did the funeral of my my grandma, grandpa, and uh, i really found that helpful. Can we talk about some things?
0: Oh, wow. So it's opening doors into so many more areas as well for, for talking mm. about, which is powerful. So, Ken, we've got about mm. a minute or so left. What would you like to particularly leave our listeners with? What's the take-home um, you know, message in the last minute or so that you'd like to share with our listeners, please?
2: I think for me, life is about connecting. It's about relationships. And when I watch how Jesus operated, he met with the people and he was able to care for them in amazing, in amazing ways. And they were real, and and he was present with them, and he showed them uh, who he was, and then asked them to follow him. Mm. You know, for me, it wasn't. It's it's this concept of being kind and loving and caring not for the purpose of anything other than to show kindness and love and care as a christian mm-hmm. so others see that christians can be this way not as a strategy but as a way of life mm-hmm. and as a chaplain i find that so valuable being in christ and letting him speak out of us out of our journey and out of our way of living
0: love what you've said there yeah just being it's it's about the life that we live with that and letting letting god work through us i love what you've said with that so much we want to um yeah thank you so much ken for for what you've shared with us Uh, god bless you and your staff with all that you're doing there thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our
2: community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM